0: The opinions and views expressed in this podcast are those of the participants alone and do not necessarily represent Utah Valley University or the UVU Center for Social Impact. Let's get real. Talking about social issues can be intimidating and confusing. Real Talk invites listeners into candid conversations about hard topics. We talk to those that are actually living through the problems everyone is talking about. So grab a drink, grab a blanket, and start getting comfortable being being uncomfortable. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Real Talk podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the Texas abortion ban that's been in the news a lot lately, And we want to explain a little bit why this ban is different and why this ban is extremely harmful. But also, we want this to be something that anyone can learn from. So if you heard the word abortion and automatically tuned out, please come back with us. Uh, Even if you don't agree with the things that we're saying, a lot of what we're going to be talking about is factual, is backed up and hopefully there's something that you'll be able to learn from this and we just we want to have more empathy for everyone. So today we have an amazing guest here. We have Natalie from Surf at UVU and we are just so excited that they're here with us. So Natalie, let's get into it a little <laughs> bit. Could you introduce yourself to everyone listening?
1: Yeah, for sure. So my name is Natalie Williams. I use they, them pronouns, and I'm the president of Students United for Reproductive Freedom at UVU, but it's a long name, so we say sir for
0: short. (laughs) But um, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you so much for being willing to hang out with us and talk about this topic. I know it's kind of a spicy topic to talk about as our first episode, but we are so excited to get into this. So just for a little bit of background for those that don't know what this bill is, it is a ban on abortion after six weeks. And the reasoning behind this bill for those that created it is that around six weeks is when you're able to detect um, fetal cardiac activity. So quote unquote, a heartbeat. And also, usually that's when people are finding out they're pregnant in the first place. So this ban is a little bit different because government officials aren't the ones that are enforcing this ban. Instead, private citizens are the ones that are enforcing this ban by being able to sue anyone that has anything to do with an abortion. So whether that's the person getting the abortion, the person driving them to get the abortion, um, a neighbor that they've confided in and have talked to about the abortion and helped them get the abortion... Um, physicians, and the list goes on. And so we'll go into that a little bit later, um, more into the specifics of this ban. But Natalie, for you, as the president of SURF, right now, this is a topic that's probably being talked about a lot
1: at your club i'm assuming yeah it's it's front and center right now because while we've seen a lot of anti-abortion legislation this year specifically i think more than 90 different pieces of legislation have been enacted just this year alone that significantly restrict abortion in the united states this is by far kind of the the strictest the one that um essentially makes abortion illegal in the United States it's getting so close to that too close for comfort so it's front and center on a lot of our conversations um, within our club and and it's yeah it's what we're paying attention to
0: right now so what does your club do yeah so
1: I guess I could start off with um how I got involved in the club because I think that's important so I come from a background in high school where our sexual education was really poor, and I could see that from the start. It's it's uh, abstinence-based, and so we know that's been proven to just be ineffective. Um, and then also, my own stance on abortion when I was in high school was more cautious um not using a lot of empathy not really understanding the complex reasons for why people want abortion so freshman year of college I was at club rush and I saw the previous president uh, at her booth and I wanted to say hi and so we started talking and I got really excited about the club so I just kept showing up um and yeah I just went from there basically uh it was really self-apparent that I wanted to be in this work and that more folks needed to be in this work, especially when the 2020 Utah General Legislative Session came around. And there are just so many bills put forward by our legislators in Utah and across the nation that really are worrying. And there's not enough um, empowerment of citizens, not enough education for just the folks who need to be involved in this process and who are most affected by this process. So specifically, I think it was HB 253, uh, which was abortion amendments that I was like, wow, I've got to keep getting involved. I've got to keep showing up and doing what I can to make sure that these things um, aren't affecting my community. So, and then within the club, we... Yeah, we, we really pay attention to the government processes that like affect abortions, so whether that be the legislative session or redistricting, which is happening this year. Um, we take a lot of community care, so we make sure that we're talking to folks. Um, we put together period product kits for unsheltered people, and we go and distribute those. So, yep, yeah, the club... Uh, it's, it's kind of broad. We try to address a lot of topics, but yes, I I really like to focus on the legislation. Um, and you can see why that's really important with Texas Senate bill eight, which is the bill we're talking about.
0: I think too, that's, I don't, I don't know for you guys, for me, when I was first getting involved with social impact, legislation was the most intimidating for me, especially like as a student. So, I'm I'm really excited that, I, I don't know, what do you guys think? Was that, like, hard for you in the beginning, like, understanding legislation?
2: Yeah, I think it still is for me personally, because I think when it comes to, like, social impact and, like, things like this, I personally like to do the work more, like, in, um, I don't know how to explain. I just like to do the work more in, um, like, building connection with like uh, the you know other people and trying to get other people on like the opposite side of these issues that maybe like are opposed to them like I just try to like I don't know I guess kind of see where they're coming from so that I can better kind of be like hey well like I don't know
1: like consider this
2: yeah like consider this right because it's like I don't know. Like, I I kind of am more into that kind of work when it comes to these kind of things. I also am very, like, more at, like, the rallies. I like to post a lot on my social media, like, be very loud with it and, like, talk to people, like, at school and work about it. So, legislation kind of still (laughs) still (laughs) kind of scares me and I'm still very, like, overwhelmed by it. But, I don't know. I guess this is why, like, I personally appreciate being in conversations like this where we're talking more about it so I can... I don't know, be less Well, until
1: SURF put together a community lobbying group last um, semester, spring semester, I really had no idea about the legislative process, which is so unfortunate because, like, we need to be able to lobby our legislators. That's what they're here for, is to listen to us. It's a participatory process um, that really needs our input. No one knows our communities like we do. So... Uh, it's really unfortunate that in high school we don't have that civic education that allows us to be able to understand these really important processes that have such
0: monumental effects on our lives so no I definitely agree with that I think oh yeah and I think hopefully whoever's listening to this conversation can at least pull that out of this conversation how important it is to learn about what's going on in our government because we always, I think a lot of times people think, well, my hands are tied. I can't do anything. Like I'm not a politician, but there are things you can do and getting involved in clubs on campus is one way that you can learn. I think it's awesome that you guys put together a lobbying group. That's so dope. Um, and just to kind of get everyone involved because it is intimidating however once you get involved I think it gets less intimidating and if nothing else as long as you're understanding what's happening and talk I think talking about it is another way of activism like Priscilla said so let's let's talk about what's happening right now um so what what's been the conversation around this bill in your club Well, as you kind of alluded to earlier, there's really like two
1: main issues when we look at this bill, which is, one, the actual um, restrictions that are put on abortion itself, and two, the enforcement process and the distrust that creates within communities and neighborhoods. Um, So, yeah, just along that first point of the actual restrictions on abortion, I think, you know, you listed some of the people who would be able to sue – um and one one of the people that I think we really need to pay attention to is abusive partners and the mm-hmm. hold that they would have over people who um get an abortion because there are, there are so many complex reasons for abortion. There's um, economic reasons. There's maybe you don't want to be a single parent or, yeah, in the case of an abusive partner, you really don't see having another connection to this person would be good for your health. Um, and so I think when it comes to that enforcement piece, I think abusive partnerships are something that we really need to
0: consider and that the effect that that has on people. Something too that I learned... When I was studying up on this bill, is so if rapists and partners are excluded from people that you can sue, so which shows who are we protecting yes. with this bill? Yes. Which is terrifying. Mm-hmm. I just, it makes me scream. Um, But I, yeah, like why, why would that be a thing? Why, why are we protecting those that are causing harm? Mm hmm.
1: We shouldn't. Yeah, there's really no answer to that. And you know, this bill I think even a lot of people who are kind of uncomfortable with abortion still see in the cases of rape or incest or in cases where the health of the person who is pregnant is affected that those are at least cases where abortion care should be considered, but in this bill, rape is not a viable excuse. Incest is not a viable excuse, and I think even um, in the cases where the health of the person giving birth is kind of at risk, even those are like kind of tricky. Though I think there's like a few exceptions there, so um, we're really seeing just a lack of empathy. I mean, people, people who. Uh, get pregnant through sexual assault or the birth control fails even if they did everything they could in order to because they recognize that they don't want a child at this point in time like in all of those really valid cases that I think if you're just talking to a person if you're having real conversations with the people considering this health care you'd realize that this this is something that everyone needs access to
2: yeah I think that's what's really lacking is that people like that are against it don't talk
1: to people it's white men who... it's white men yeah, and the legislature yeah. who are not talking to primarily cisgender women but also trans people and other you know um they're not talking to these people they're not having real mm-hmm. conversations
2: yeah because it's like if you sit down and like take time to like hear their story hear like their reasonings like get that like connection then it you're kind of like oh wait a minute like oh (laughs) these are kind of like legit reasons of why this person would choose to have this yeah real human
1: experiences that we need to be listening
0: to and respecting yeah and I think that because this topic is so polarized we don't really take into account what the majority of the country thinks about abortion I just pulled up some statistics this is a a survey that NPR did, and it showed that 74% of Americans are opposed to the fact that private citizens are able to sue in this bill, and 58% Mm -hmm. of Americans oppose the Cardiac Activity Law. And it also states that... Fifty nine percent of Republicans, which that was very surprising to me, also oppose that portion of the law and support the right to have access to abortion up to 20 weeks, which was very eye opening for me. Um, wow. And if you go Democrats were 61 percent, which was a, very surprising to me that it wasn't higher. But we see that again, like you said, just as I'm looking and I'll link this to when I at the on the footnotes of the of the podcast so you can look at these graphs. It's 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 insane to see that fifty-three percent of men um are for this bill and whereas women are sixty three percent against this bill. So just is showing the different demographics of who is supporting this bill and who is not, but the majority of Americans believe in the right to an abortion Mm -hmm. and for what well let me go into this so this the past couple of weeks the supreme court and federal judges this there has been a lot of action and inaction on the federal level as far as preventing this ban from going forward um just last night um there was the bill was overturned and then it was back in place last night it is again back in place Um, and it's so confusing and heartbreaking for me personally but basically the portion that is extremely alarming and is preventing the Supreme Court from acting on this bill um, in their words is that Private citizens are the ones that are enforcing this bill. For you guys, why is that piece particularly strange? Even
1: um, so many thoughts, <laughs> so many things. I I think um I've I've seen it described really well, and the fact that it creates almost bounty hunters against people who. Get abortion access because the uh, penalty in this suing case is if um, the person who sued the person who got an abortion, if they end up winning the case, then the person who got the abortion has to pay them $10,000 plus court fees. Like it's a significant amount of money. And so I think you can see how folks who are economically disadvantaged and who are against abortion might see this as like a real opportunity to make money and can you imagine like kind of making this your like way of making money and the way that that impacts your community um and it's yeah it's hard it's hard to counter in uh you know taking this bill off of the law because of this private enforcement and I think some people who are even more uncomfortable with abortion, see this piece is really um, tricky because they see this maybe going into other areas, other potential laws where we might have this private citizen enforcement. Um, So, yeah, I think that's another reason why it makes it kind of really tricky and really we we already talked about the kind of people who might be suing um, and, and the implications that that has. So, yeah, there's a lot of reasons why this private enforcement piece specifically is really worrying,
2: yeah, I think Natalie said <laughs> everything that um I was thinking, but something um else well, Natalie already said right it like it kind of makes me think, okay, w- like how will this go into the future, right? how will this go into other laws that are going to be presented and created, you know, um it it's kind of scary to have the thought of leaving enforcement to the hands of just
1: anyone people who already maybe take like some sort of vigilante stance against certain issues mm-hmm. um what, as, if they're coming from what they deem as like an immoral that that, that having an abortion is this immoral act like this creates literal vigilante bounty hunters who I mean with the lack or the amount of um yeah lack of privacy on the internet nowadays and how you have to be like really careful with with what you put on the internet like I just think there's a lot of opportunities here to see specific people targeted and also Any ban on abortion that includes like fines like this is really a ban on economically disadvantaged people because people who have money who are well off can just fly out of the state and get an abortion or they if they end up getting sued can pay the 10,000 plus court fees and it's not really an issue. So we really like this is this is specifically against poor people. This is against people who have been historically marginalized in society. So LGBTQ plus community, BIPOC people, people who have been denied um, the advantages and privileges that a lot of white society really um enjoys so
2: yeah that kind of makes me think like the underlying um again like homophobia and like racism of this right because like most of the time people who are economically disadvantaged are lgbtq folks and bipoc folks as well um kind of makes I think I um was seeing this video somewhere, I think it was like TikTok or Twitter or something. But um it was this um woman, um I don't know if you guys know, the woman who her name is like Jane something and she is really famous for like um in like the like I think seventies and eighties, like Fonda. going on shows. I think like she would go on shows and like I don't know, like it was like she's um I don't know. Yeah. But she was saying that there's this book and I should have brought this, like, I should have, like, read more about it and, like, actually, like, brought the book name with me. But basically, it was, like, this book because I think that around 60% of fetuses who are that are aborted are white, right? Because the majority of people who live here are white. Um, And it was basically this book of this guy being, like, um, right-keeping, like, white- white pure blood in our country and like the white supremacy like how do we keep white bodies alive and how do we keep that count before non-white people come and start mixing with us and then we're not the majority anymore like well like abortions right like if we stop abortions we stop these like 60 something whatever percent of these fetuses being aborted Like, there we go. Then no more white people are being killed. So it kind of, I don't know, makes me also, like, wonder, is that another reason why, like, legislation on abortion is so... Like, and there's these white men who are in these, like, positions of power. Because then, like, that's another conversation, right? No diversity in, like, our government officials, which is another huge issue of why people why these kind of things happen, right? Because there's no diversity. There's no, like, other points of views. It's only the in the majority point of view of the Christian cis
1: white male, mm-hmm. right? With that privilege. Um, and they're the people kinda, who care the least about abortion because yeah, they can have sex like with people and not have to worry about the consequences. Mm-hmm.
0: They also are the people that have access to all the birth control, right? Mm-hmm. They have every access they can get to effective birth control and I think kind of going back to that topic just a little bit, one as far as like in the BIPOC community, for those that are in the BIPOC community that are opposed to abortion, a lot of like my friends, a lot of people that I know they will say, well abortion is often targeted to BIPOC communities as well and I think that's an interesting point that you bring up of who is getting abortions, um, who has access to abortions, and who are we right now trying to limit from getting abortions? Um, and so that was just kind of a interesting. I had never thought of it in that way before. And because a lot of times people will word it in the way of, well, we're trying to kill black people by targeting BIPOC communities when, well, let's actually look at who's getting abortions and um who and why do we want those those um fetuses to be born and again that's kind of going into another direction but bringing it back i know i'm like (laughs) don't let me get lost in that because i could talk about that forever but coming back these are personal decisions that i don't think people that are getting pregnant are taking very lightly
1: Oh, yeah. No, absolutely <laughs> oh, yeah. not. <laughs> no, and that yeah. is what I pisses think,
0: me off, is that no, it's yeah, reacted I, like it's this flimsy decision of...
2: Yeah, like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to, like, do this. Even, oh, like, no, even people who
1: just know from the very start that they're, they're going to terminate the pregnancy, it's still a very personal, very traumatic experience, especially when you consider the current restrictions on abortion so at least in Utah and I believe uh, in parts of Texas as well you already have restrictions such as a waiting period so between the consultation and when you're able to actually schedule for the abortion so there's several like 24-hour waiting periods where they're hoping that you'll reconsider they force you to go through modules and in these modules they give some good information, necessary information, but they also fill it with um, pictures of fetuses and of these uh, fetal cardiac activities, heartbeats, right, in quotations, just very trying to re-traumatize, very trying to um, make this a very difficult and uh, traumatic experience for everyone involved. Um, when it doesn't need to and be, when it really doesn't need to be. And all of these things, like with this being a six week ban, you've already pointed out that a lot of people don't know they're pregnant at that point because of irregular periods or they didn't have really comprehensive sexual education, which in the places where these bans are happening, that is very much the case or very often. Right. So you already have those reasons why people might not know they're pregnant, but even if they do, um, There's the fact that you have to schedule, right? You have to schedule some time out with people who um, can't take off work. What do you do there, right? People who live in areas outside of where abortion care access is, if you're living in a rural area or even if like in Utah right now, there are exactly two places where you can get an abortion. And they're both kind of in the Salt Lake area, which means if you live anywhere outside of Salt Lake, you having to travel. Not to mention a lot of people who get abortions are already parents. And so trying to get access to child care. So it's child care, it's transportation, it's the waiting periods, it's the modules. Um, all of these things combined already make it so, so difficult to be able to make that choice to be able to terminate the pregnancy if that's the right option for you so yeah no one's taking this lightly (laughs) not not a single Mm -hmm. person no Mm
0: -hmm. and i'm glad you bring up this that point of people that are already parents deciding to terminate a pregnancy and again do we really need to be criminalizing more women or more people that are able to get pregnant Mm -hmm. do we really need to be doing that and that's what's scary to me about this bill is who are we criminalizing we're taking money from those that are making these decisions we're taking money from mothers we're taking money from the poor we're taking LGBTQ plus people LGBTQ plus community like why why do we need to criminalize more of the people that are already just trying to live their lives yes. and trying their best. Um, and so, I don't know, for me, that's like the biggest thing is we really don't need to be criminalizing something that's a medical procedure.
1: That should be made in consultation with you, a professional and maybe you know, your family, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes people will have non-supportive families. So even then, mm-hmm. it's a very personal yeah. decision that should be made with uh, a very professional medical um, consultant. So,
2: Yeah. Another thing, and this is maybe we'll go off a different route, so I'm just going to just say this comment. <laughs> but another thing it makes me think of is, um, I guess in particular for the case of women getting abortions, like cisgender women, I think it also places um maybe subconsciously this idea like it kind, of, it kind of makes me think okay so then what does society still deem the highest thing that a woman can be a mother like motherhood right which is that is another topic and i don't want to like that's just gonna offrail this but it's something that i think about like just kind of patriarchy and how even like still to this day For, like, cisgendered women, like, motherhood is the ultimate thing, and that's the highest thing you can be. And, like, don't try to pursue anything else besides motherhood. That's all, like, you're good for, and that's all, like, you're supposed to be doing, right? Like, oh, it doesn't matter if you want to be a professional. It doesn't matter if you, like, have other things going on in your life. Like, you need to be a mom.
1: Pregnancies have lifelong effects. And in mm-hmm. the cases where mm-hmm. the pregnancies are wanted, that means that you have a child who um, you're going to care for the rest of your life. And you're really excited about that. But in the cases where pregnancies are unwanted, there's the lifelong consequences of um you know, if you have the pregnancy and you don't um, eventually put the child into a foster care system or the adoption system, which, you know, I think a lot of people understand how these systems are also not built for people. They're not built for empathy. And um so thinking about that for the rest of your life. So you, yeah, you change your your entire future is affected by this. And so... um and even in the cases where you do plan on putting, yeah, the child in, in a, a foster care adoption system, like having that weigh on you for the rest of your life, right? Yeah. It, it does yeah. have long-term consequences.
2: Yeah. Because I think we need to be honest with motherhood isn't uh, such a, and parenthood isn't such a, a happy thing that people just want to like, go into. I think we need to be honest in that conversation that taking care of another Human being is really hard and it can take a toll economically, mentally, physically, emotionally, and some people just don't want that. You know, and some people just don't, yeah, don't want that in their lives. And I think that that's something that we need to be, like, honest about is that. It's
1: a really valid
2: choice. That's a really. Yeah, no. yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think that's something that, like, not a lot of people want to, like, really say, right? Like, I don't want to. Sometimes, like, I just don't. I want to have an abortion because I just cannot afford to take care of another, like, human being. And that's just something that's, I don't know, again, like, valid like because like just imagine because I can't personally for me I can't imagine all of a sudden just one day a baby coming to my life and all of a sudden I'm like oh my gosh I have to take care of this living like babe like you know I have to take care of this like for the rest of my life it's a lifelong commitment not a lot of people really like take into account of that um and I think yeah something that needs to just people need to be more honest about is that I'd, sometimes you just don't want to really have to take care of another person you may be (laughs) really young like
1: you may yeah i mean our i've said it once i'll say it again like our sexual education system (laughs) in america Mm -hmm. is so poor that uh yeah you may be really young or you may be really old and again in the case where you thought that you like couldn't get pregnant again maybe you were literally told by a medical professional that the chances of you getting pregnant again are so astronomically low that you don't have to worry about it And birth control fails, even people taking what they think are all the necessary steps in order to prevent an unwanted pregnancy because they realize that they're not in that position, it
0: still ends up happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I talked about this with you guys before off-air, but we, again, who are we attacking? Women's bodies, we're attacking anyone that can get pregnant. Why are are these bills never towards people who are the ones causing pregnancies, right? Mm -hmm. right? Men are in control of whether people get pregnant or not. No one else is, really. Like you said, you can take as much birth control as you want. You can do all of these things right, and you can still get pregnant if someone ejaculates into you. That's a very, like... Discuss. I don't know. I hate that <laughs> wording, so I'm sorry. I but <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> yeah. but it's the but truth. <laughs> That's we're gonna do some sex ed right now. But yeah, all I'm saying is, why are these bills never attacking on the people that are causing unwanted pregnancies, and why are, why does this bill specifically exclude being able to sue a rapist or being able to yes. sue someone who took a condom off during sex that you were unaware of?
1: which which is rape if yeah. you are having uh sex that the terms of which the real terms of which you did not agree with you are not fully informed that is in fact rape and that is not consent and it is not consent um and yeah why not only is Senate bill 8 so just terrible and something to really be concerned about but why are all the other bills that we have in the our legislators, especially in these conservative states, protecting perpetrators of rape. Not protecting and taking care of the Um, kids who are born in the cases of unwanted pregnancy like why are our systems why why aren't our adoption and foster care systems actually um well made made with human empathy in which case people who get pregnant can safely and comfortably make that decision they can decide okay i will put my life on hold basically for the next nine months but after that i can live worry free that um the fetus that's born will also have a good life,
0: right? And and I think that's, too, another reason why people have abortions is because they don't want to bring a child into the world to put them in that system. And if those systems were safer and more effective... Maybe less people would have abortions because of that. But again, that's a personal decision. And if we're not willing to set up as many safeguards for people that decide to carry a child and deliver a child and give that child to someone who is wanting to raise a child, then we have no right to to judge anyone that decides not to have an abortion. That is because we're not doing enough to protect that child once it's born. So another just a thought that just popped into my head is because a lot of friends that I have have had this is a trigger warning um, have had miscarriages and that is extremely difficult. And a lot of um, my conservative friends that have gone through that experience um, I have empathy for and I understand why it is so difficult to to see someone when you want a baby so bad um, decide to end their pregnancy However, this bill is terrifying for people that have had miscarriages in Texas as well because what if your neighbor is seeing that you were pregnant and now you're not pregnant anymore and decides Mm -hmm. they want to take you to court because they don't believe that you didn't have an abortion and you have to prove to court that you had a miscarriage and re-traumatize yourself. Show your your
2: trauma to, to the court and be like, hey, this is my trauma. I miscarried. On record. On that, record. That, that
0: shit stays on the record. It definitely does. <laughs> like, and it's fucked up. Like, it's horrible. And again, you are attacking people who get pregnant. Like, this is not just people who want to get abortions. You are attacking every person in, a, in Texas, specifically with this bill, that is able to get pregnant. Yes. And whether you agree with abortion or not, it's an attack on yeah. you. Which even is
1: even people who, yeah, like this this just creates it's really harmful because it creates so much distrust and um, harm within our communities. It really is splitting up communities, in my opinion. Um, because people who you know disagreed on some things, but could otherwise show up at the neighborhood block party and still have a good time, and still be willing to like go fix your neighbor's roof or whatever, like now, um, if you have the ability to get pregnant, like you really have to think about each and every single interaction that you're having with other folks, and if you are pregnant, and yeah, the potential, you know, that you have a potential for miscarriage, or For people who are told within their medical appointments and consultations that the fetus really isn't viable, like, why make these people wait until a miscarriage happens, right? Because that is such a traumatizing experience. Like, if, if there is a very significant chance that this fetus isn't viable but will still carry a little bit further, like, why
0: Why wait? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that's a personal decision. I would not want anyone else making that decision for me other than myself with my partner, with a medical professional who knows what they're talking about. Mm -hmm, I don't need some guy who's sitting on Capitol Hill saying that I'm making the wrong decision when he's not in my shoes, you know. And so that's what's that's what's so scary for me.
2: Because this is, like, personally for me, right, if I was living in Texas, then I would just be scared to just have sex, period, like, at all. Like, you know, because it's like, okay, man, like, then if I get pregnant, again, like, what, okay, because it's like, okay, what if I do want to keep the child or the fetus, right, but, again, what if I miscarry? Like, I never know then I'm gonna be terrified because then what if my neighbor starts attacking me or right like what if I get pregnant I don't want to be pregnant but I can't get an abortion right Like I would just be terrified to just like possibly get pregnant so then I would just like be terrified to just have sex in but general these, which I yeah. don't which I don't think is like fa- like you know I feel like p- p- human beings should have sex freely without um I don't know. I feel like that's just something that people should just be able to do without without being
0: afraid scared of. you're not going to get sued for having consensual sex. Yeah. 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 But
1: yeah, what I was going to say is that I've, we've already seen that telling people not to have sex or putting significant repercussions on sex doesn't actually stop people from having sex, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very natural human thing to do. It's a very intimate way of having a connection with another Mm -hmm. person right and so no matter how much we do absence only sex education or put these significant repercussions on consensual sex like sex is still happening and so you're you're just creating more opportunity for harm
0: that's all you're doing absolutely so just to kind of wrap things up I think let's like leave off with like some ideas or resources that we can give to those that are listening of what they can do in the here and now, especially in Utah to help prevent unwanted pregnancies. If you're against abortion, um, what you can do to aid in that as well as protect the right for abortions um, here in our state. So one just top of my head. Let's talk about Planned Parenthood for a second. Um, I didn't have health insurance um, last year. I lost it during COVID. And um, I need birth control specifically for um, to aid in my period symptoms because they're very severe. And so I was able to go to Planned Parenthood and get free birth control to not only help me to not have on. Und- an unwanted pregnancy, but also to help with the physical symptoms because of my period. So Planned Parenthood does a lot more than abortions. And most of their money, especially in Utah, is going towards helping um, helping to aid those that don't have access to health care and to help prevent unwanted pregnancies in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what else do you guys think people can do here
1: Plan. I just wanted to say Planned Parenthood does STI testing. They help people who are survivors of sexual assault. Planned Parenthood really is just healthcare. It's it's healthcare for people in a reproductive um, lens, but also just healthcare in general. So I agree with that. I um I know that you can text. I believe it's Texas. The word Texas to two two four two two. In order to get linked to a donation page through Planned Parenthood and 100 percent of your donations go straight to people in Texas who need abortion care. So I think that line is still open there. Um, And really being vocal in our state in Utah, because we know that several conservative states after seeing this uh, Texas Senate Bill 8 go through, um, have kind of started looking at their own states and wondering if this is something that would be um, able to pass in their state. So Utah, I don't know if anyone, any legislator in Utah has said that they want to try this out, but I know, I know people are thinking it. And so um, our general legislation, uh, general legislative session's coming up. It's going to be in the spring. I think it usually starts, um, I don't want to say this wrong, I think it's around February, March is when like we start getting um, the hearings for bills and stuff like that. So being really involved this spring in our general legislative session is a big thing you can do.
0: Um, you can also get involved with SURF um, and help to lobby against bills like this yeah. and just kind of help our legislators hear the voice, especially of students here at UVU. We, we
1: will be doing another community lobbying uh, group in spring. You can follow us on Instagram at surf underscore UVU. Uh, That's a great way to get involved with us if that's something you want to do. Perfect. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you so much for listening to this little candid conversation about the Texas abortion bill. And we really are um, wanting to help change the conversation. And hopefully after listening to this, you feel more comfortable having conversations about it as well. So Remember, keep it real and we'll see you next time.